Hello, uh, welcome back to Commander Paradise. Um, hello, 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 new Paradisers. <laughs> Paradisers, what's up, Paradisers? Paradisians. <laughs> oh, Paradisians would be that's funny. nice. I do. Like yeah. Greek what do you guys think about Paradisians? Yeah. Do you want to be a Paradisian? Let us know. Or do you want to be a Paradiser? Oh, dicers fun too. I don't know. They're just our dicers. But anyway, welcome to Commander's Paradise, your favorite Commander Magic the Gathering podcast. What are we <laughs> talking about this week, Ryan? We are talking about the color red. We're going to go through what it's good at, what it's bad at, what its deal is. Why are some of the, the, the groups in it so smelly? And not bad, but just straight up stinky. Yeah, there's some stink. But yeah, I would say we're gonna we're just kind of following in the footsteps of the episodes that have come before. We're gonna just talk everything mono red, which is gonna be some stuff. Yeah, red is uh, one of the colors of magic. There are five. This one's number four, depending on how you think about it. Uh, if you're going Wooberg order. Um, and it's the color of passion. It's the color of like the self and just like being really like focused on yourself. Um, it's also like the color of chaos. It's the color of love. It's the color of anger. It's like anything that's like being impulsive. Um it's a it's a cool color. It the flavor of it is very evocative. Yeah, it's all it's all about going with your heart. It's about going with whatever you the first thought that pops into your head is. Yeah. Um I think it's a great color. I think it's also one of the easiest ones that's pretty much summed up in game to understand. It really yeah. does follow yeah, it does follow a lot of those tropes, like pretty much to a bone, even if you look at a lot of modern design, it's just Red is fast, red is aggro, red is aggressive, red doesn't leave a lot of room to breathe. Um, and I mean, you also don't have to look too much further than like Red Deck Wins, you know, the yep. Rhystic Studies video and the, Amazing the video. meme about, yeah, good video. Um, but yeah, red is, is a fun, fast, aggressive color. And, um, yeah, I was saying, I think this is kind of the one of the most synonymous red cards, is it not, Thylord? Oh, yeah, this is it. It's from the very first set. It's from one of the like the, the first cycles of magic. And it's like each, and the point of the cycle is like to show what each color does. And even to this day, this color like just perfectly 
this card shows what red is it's just like one mana three damage to any target and like the art is just so like boom you know and like you got like the the wizard on the mountain like calling the lightning bolt you know yeah. so like it's just an amazing card it's evocative like i don't know it's just like it's a perfect magic card it's one of those just like perfect ones yeah yeah it's good and like and i think that's it's probably too good for some formats, but like everywhere it's legal, it's a great card. It's I think it's commander playable still because three bit damage any target. You can kill people with this kind of sometimes. You can kill a lot of creatures with it. Yeah. So definitely like one of the better creature removal cards because I mean like we'll talk. I'm sure like we'll just talk about it now because I think it's the first fucking thing on the list. But mm -hmm. like. Mechan I guess like mechanically as, as we move into this red's like one of their main things is burn which is just like casting a spell that immediately does damage either to a person's face or to a creature mm -hmm. and like this is obviously like kind of bar none the best rate for that kind of thing yeah. one mana for three is sick the next step down is still instant speed which is hype it is sick that burns at instant speed you can kind of just like blast stuff mm -hmm. um but the next one is shock which is two damage to any target which is like still fine but obviously not three and there's a lot of things especially now that have like three toughness so you can't shock it out you can't stomp it with um bone crusher, bone crusher giant yeah. yeah um so this kind of is still like the de facto best version of that card mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of different versions of it there's some like um i think we talked about it on the exile episode too but it's like immolating coil or something like that where it does like five damage to something and exiles uh, obliterating um, bolt one in obliterating a red bolt yeah four damage to any target and then or to target creature or planeswalker if that creature planeswalker would be put into a graveyard exile instead yeah um so these cards come in like a bunch of different flavors but this is kind of like the classic red i'd say classic red removal for mm -hmm. creatures yeah but there's yeah. also like how red wins games in commander is not like with creature damage it's with different types of burn depending on like what you're doing like uh this card uh where is it like this kind of burn like reckless fireweaver whenever an artifact and it's a battlefield under your control reckless fireweaver deals one damage to each opponent or Perforous God of the Forge, four mana. Woo! Whenever another creature enters battlefield under your control, it deals two damage to each opponent. Um, and that is burn. Like it's just like it's not like traditional like cast a spell targeting your um opponent, but it's still burn. And that's how uh red wins tons of games in this format. Um, like your token, like any red token deck, like Krenko, you run impact rumors, you run perforous. You know, and that's you make a bunch of goblins, you attack with the goblins, but then also you just burn them out. Yeah, yeah, because that way it's like because the thing is reds really low to the ground. A lot of the stuff, it, like we were saying earlier, is like aggressive low mana cost stuff, which in 60 card formats is really, really oppressive in commander. It doesn't do a whole lot past turn like four. Because once you get down one or two bodies that can block a, a couple of one ones that you have to go like full Krinko mode and go really, really wide in order for that damage to actually like get you anywhere. 
but having stuff like Perforos, um, even Warstorm Surge, if you're a higher CMC deck, playing, you know, dinosaurs. So every time one of those 7-7 seven, seven dinosaurs comes in, it deals 7 damage to a dome. That's like, that ends game super fucking fast. Yeah, or Terror of the Peaks, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 Terror of the Peaks is brutal. Um, Yeah, and that's why it's also really solid. You see a lot of like Rakdos pairings because you get the burn from something entering the battlefield and then you also get loss of life from it leaving the battlefield. So everything has like an ETB and a death effect on top of whatever that card already does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, burn, burn is the move. Burn is the move. And um, then in the color pie, red's interesting. Cause they're like one of the only ones that can like indiscriminately damage things, like put damage onto the stack as like a thing, like white, has it a little bit it's like white can do it to like target attacking or blocking creatures you can like deal damage to stuff and like limited um black gets it very rarely um with like dread presence um i would say like dread presence and um sir conrad <laughs> sir conrad does okay. damage as well he does um which yeah. is interesting um but the like the act of like just or green can do has got it where it's like creature deals damage to another creature like ram through kind of thing. But just yeah. the fact that red can like just always put damage on the stack is just cool. No other color gets to do that as much as red does. Yeah. Yeah. Blue. I also just realized, it, but they took it away. Blue used to do damage. Yeah. Um, there's like, uh, just like kind of how red had burn spells. There was like, there's a couple like blue does one, like a, blue instead deal one damage to something and then <laughs> there was um uh tim like a pro, uh, prodigal sorcerer uh, like tap yeah. deal one damage to any target i think so and yeah. then they took it away which is fair yeah it didn't need it <laughs> i was just gonna say this has nothing to do with mono red but i just realized that if you fight resist perforous you only have to make five tokens to kill the table which yep. is fucked up it's cool <laughs> Perforos was a card that like when I started playing magic seemed ballistically insane and it really has not stopped being hard like I think that that cycle of the gods was really solid if it's all the same ones that I'm thinking of yeah they're classic cards yeah and a 6-5 body beater is also insane yeah I think Perforos is definitely the best one um but Erebus is cool. Erebus is cool. And um I was gonna say the the newer Thos is the one that blinks. Yeah. The old Thos is like a draw, right? It's like a curiosity thing or something like that. No, it's that's Bidenathasa. Bidenathasa yeah. is a coastal piracy, which is cool. Old Thassa Thassa God of the Sea. She like lets you scry or something. At the beginning of your upkeep, scry one, and then target creature you control can't be blocked this turn for a three mana. Um, five five. Pretty yeah, fine. That's fine. Yeah, if you're building yeah. like an evasive deck. Um, yeah, but I was gonna say I think maybe we should hop to the next thing that red is good at destroying. Um, yeah, it's good at destroying artifacts, and that's kind of it in terms of Are like... Are you saying red can destroy soul brain? Oh, yeah, all day. 
any day. I'm going to Vandal Blast your soul ring. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, I don't know if I would even do that, but I think that's a bad rate. Um, yeah. That's the problem with soul ring is that they already have it, you know, like, and if you like cast your soul ring and you don't cast anything with it, like there's very like small times when you should do that. And it's like, if you need the mana to cast something on turn, two or something like that where it has that kind of weird overlap but anytime it's like the next turn you need the extra plus mana like you need that the mana that you would pay for soul ring you need that mana that's the only time you should play soul ring prior to needing it yeah because you just immediately go up you know like it's if you need like two colors of mana on turn two two you know yeah um yeah no but yeah they it's all it's all artifacts all day um obviously vandal blast is kind of like the board wipe version of it the really mm-hmm. like kind of catch all um another card that's pretty synonymous honestly with both of these i would say braid you know yeah it gets a braid super <laughs> yeah, playable you, <laughs> if we were on the same page mm-hmm. yeah one one in a red deals either three damage to target creature at instant speed or destroy target artifact so it's lightning bolt or also one to destroy an artifact um which i like that's like it's perfect it kind of covers everything that you need it to in terms of removal yeah it can get like a good utility creature you know or some commanders you can hit with three damage you know so like it's not the best absolutely but the flexibility of it also blowing up an artifact is really good um but besides destroying up artifacts and then dealing direct damage to creatures it can't really remove things at all um, there is one like very very strong. There is one card that does uh, not follow chaos us. warp. Chaos warp. Um, which this is definitely a color pie break. This breaks the rules of red, um, and it probably should not have been made. Um, but it's already in the format, so you should definitely play it. It's chaos warp three mana. The owner of target permanent shuffles it into their library, then reveals the top card of their library. If it's a permanent card, they put it on the battlefield. Very red effect because um, it's like random. It's like you're not removing it. You're replacing it with something else. And possibly. it possibly. And like this is still so worth it because a third of their deck is lands. So you have like a 33% chance that it's a land and they just put a land in the field. And then like another depending on the deck, you know, like another like 10% is like instance of the sorceries. And then the rest is like maybe something that you'd be worried about coming on the field, but then it's might just be a land war else. It's like, okay, you just ramp them. I don't, whatever. Yeah. I see like no reason to play this card. I just don't play it. Cause I only, I think I own one. Oh, cause yeah. I got a pre-con that had it. So I only have one copy. Now's it. a good time to get it. They are they're They've printed it so much in the last couple of years. It's down to like a dollar 50 cents. There's I'm literally looking at 57 cents for a chaos warp. Are you, it's 57 cents for a chaos for, warp? for the That's list crazy. version. Yeah. That's fine. Or a dollar. Same with beast within beast That's... within is down to a dollar. When I first started in commander. So like 2019 when, or 2020, when I was first looking at the format, they hadn't gotten into like print all the staples, so like Beast Within was five bucks, Chaos Wars were five bucks. 
Um, yeah, yeah. To have a good removal package in a deck was easily just like twenty or thirty bucks yeah. for like five or six cards. But now you have no excuse. Was like not, they've printed all the yeah. shit so much. It's been reprinted, so it's easy to play. But also, say it with me, crowd. Printer goes burr. Yeah, you could have nine chaos warps for four cents. So, um, yeah, it's just a really solid card, especially for like that rate. I don't think there's anything other than board wipes that are going to get rid of a big threat in red. There's actually Unless one more like, card, but it's not as good. <gasps> Sorry, I'm a mick freaking idiot. I misspoke. What's the other card? Wild Magic Surge, which is just kind of the same thing as Chaos Warp, but for red red, destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller reveals cards from their top of the library until they reveal a permanent card that shares a card type with that permanent. They put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. So it's similar to Chaos Warp. Um, this is from Baldur's Gate. Um, also a cheap card, 77 cents. Um, so this is kind of risky. So if you're in like, you're, you're blowing up an enchantment, enchantment with this, you blow up their Smothering Tithe and then they wheel into their Rhystic Study, you know? Or so it's probably better for creatures or lands, maybe. But it's still a good card. And if you're like in modern red, this is super playable because you don't have any other options to blow up stuff. Yeah. I would also say this is this is like a, a perfectly prime example too of something that like if you're playing optimized commander or you're brewing CDH, probably don't look at this card. Because yeah. it is gonna flip right into something that is stacked to also make that deck flow. Cause they're probably only going to have like the hitters in there, but if you're playing with your friends and you're playing jank battle cruiser build, or, you know, you're just having fun, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing budget builds and stuff. This is solid. Cause everyone's probably going to be hitting stuff. That's around the same level. You don't have to really worry about being like, well, fuck, they've only got four enchantments in the deck. If I blow this one up, it's going to be one of the other three powerhouse cards that are in the deck. But if you're playing, a random enchantress deck that's 50 bucks and you blow up an enchantment congrats the commander just got plus one plus one and trample or something you know what i mean like it this is this is a sick card it's just like you gotta think when you're building your deck like what are you playing against it and is it going to be worthwhile to immediately give them that exact same thing but also for two red fuck it <laughs> yeah if you need it like if you're an is it this is like pretty playable um absolutely yeah or maybe rakdos maybe but i think it'd be also sick if it was it obviously it'd probably have to cost more but if it was a any permanent you know not that an opponent controls yeah because then you could really get ahead on some stuff yeah oh yeah that is top of my drink off sorry yes you can chaos warp your own thing i've never done that but you can, technically. Hey, it's you know you can do it just as much as you can plowed share pl- uh, swords to plow share your own creatures so. to stay alive. I haven't. I have done that once, and that felt pretty cool. But nice. Or wait, what's the path to exile to get a to ramp? Land? Yeah, that's actually yeah, a good ramp. play because one man I get a land into play, and you kill if like you a, have a, a token. token. Yeah. yeah, if you're just if you're wiping your own like creature to do it, I would say don't do that. Yeah, but if you have if like you play to- in a token deck, remembrance. It's cool. Yeah, and you hit that human token with it. Fuck yeah, go for it all day. I um, think that's what Richard from Commander Clash's big thing. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, red's also good at impulse draw. That's how red has card advantage now is cards like. Yeah, and this is something that we talked about a bunch on the Exile episode, especially because this is just like kind of the de facto way of getting card advantage now out of sight of one other thing, which we'll probably touch on like right after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Impulse Draw is w- what Tyler just brought up, which is like Ren's Revolution or what? what's a... The yeah, the other one. one. Oh, Light Up the Stage. Light up the stage. There's also the one from Innistrad that recently came out. Pretty much every, it's kind of like Faithless Looting. Every set has a card, not Faithless Looting, a uh, thrill of possibility, where every set mm-hmm. has like a reskinned version of the same card. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times it's, it's, I, it switches between instant and sorcery speed, right? I feel like some of them are, it's a little hit or miss. It's, it's on both. very rarely instant speed. I, I don't really? know of any instant ones um like the uh reckless impulse that's the innistrad one that's also a sorcery yeah um oh all the stuff i pulled up did not have any of that stuff so my but yeah so like rinse resolve one in a red sorcery ex exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn you may play those cards um so it's card advantage because you have access to those cards um, you uh-huh. can cast them. It's just temporary, um, which is very red, and it's very it's good enough a lot of the time. It's like yeah, obviously drawing cards is like better, but when you get all the other benefits of red, just having access to impulse is like good enough, you know. Especially yeah. if you have other colors and you have their card card advantage as well. Yeah, that's uh, if you're. Playing another color, I honestly probably wouldn't even play this because being able to hold the cards in your hand and sculpt your hand helps a lot. But the thing about this is sometimes you just have to rewire your brain to how you're playing the game because, like, you really, like, you shouldn't play your land first thing for turn, you know? Like, if you have Ren's Resolve in your hand, you should play that first. Play the land that you might hit off of it. If you don't hit a land, play the land that's in your hand. Yeah. Go from there. Yeah. Because what's going to end up happening, and I am only saying this because I've done it 90 billion times, I play a land, and then I sack my unsuspecting witness, and I get another land and a creature, and I'm like, well, that doesn't matter with that card. Never mind. Ignore that. Say you get a land and a creature with this card. Um, you just that, that land is gone a lot of the time. This one lasts until your next turn, but a lot of them don't. They go away at the, the next end step. Yeah, there's um, a lot that do that as well. Yeah, and I think they've started adding to the end of your next turn on some of them because they realized that some of that was a little maybe too fast. But I also think it's people just got to switch their play style a little bit. You know, everyone's really used to slamming a land down before you play. If you're playing red, don't. It's okay. Play play that spell first, see what you get, and then go. Yeah, stuff like Outpost Siege. This is one of the first times they made this red like impulse draw. I think this might be the first. Um I know it's really early. People talk about this card as like, oh, the red has card draw now. Is was this card specifically? I, d- I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure. Um, so it has cons or dragons as a big enchantment. At the uh, you can choose cons. If you choose cons, it's at the beginning of your upkeep. Exile the top card of your library until end of turn. You may play that card or dragons, whatever other text. The only thing that matters is the impulse draw thing that we're talking about. Um, uh, no. 
dragons is pretty sick whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield bro if you're playing mono red fuck playing black and mardu bro you just play this card and then you're fucking you're terry cruz with the machine gun (laughs) have you ever seen this card but for the sake of the conversation yes that i know what you're saying um. Yeah. Actually, whenever another creature dies, you may have hissing iguana deal one damage to target player or planeswalker. Dude, yeah, that's that cool. solid for a three-one-two. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's sick. This is in the in the cube. Oh fuck yeah! We should I just the made a, a, a common and uncommon only cube. Um, and the red archetype is like just aggro, of course. Yeah. Kick butt and wind. Um, so let's see. We've hit burn. We've hit artifacts. We've hit impulse draw. And we talked about chaos a little bit. Do we want? Is there more stuff about chaos we need to touch? Yeah, we... because some people like to do it, and I think it's kind of dumb. But you can do stupid stuff like warp world. Have you ever seen this card? <laughs> yeah. Warp World Sorcery 5 Red 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 Each player shuffles all permanents He or she controls into his or her Library then reveals that many Cards from the top of his or her library Each player puts all artifact creature and land Cards revealed this way on the battlefield then does the same For enchantment cards then puts all Cards revealed this way that weren't um, Put on the battlefield on the bottom Of their library so it just takes forever and there's uh, several cards that do this, and so people are like, chaos, and chaos is fun, and it's not fun. It just takes forever. <laughs> I think it, it's not the worst. I think there's worse things that you could play. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you could play that white enchantment that starts a whole other game. You know what I mean? Because well, that card's banned. Sazerod, or whatever. It's it, You know it's banned, but like that's what Rule Zero is for. Um, yeah no but <laughs> i think it's it's fine it's just like one of those things when it first happens because like you all know what it's like playing with your play group we know what it's like playing with our play group if a card like that that you'd never seen comes down before and it also says shuffle everything on the field into your library you're just like what the fuck i'm sure the second time you do it it's nowhere near as bad but it yeah. is it is definitely like a, a mix of like you gotta you gotta take a minute. You play that mini game. What's this one? I haven't seen this one. It's from Brothers War. It's kinda not good, but it's like really cool. I just don't know what to do with it, but it's cool. It's uh over the top a seven mana sorcery. Each player reveals a number of cards from the top of their library equal to the number of non land permanents they control. Puts all permanent cards revealed this way onto the battlefield, and then puts the rest in their graveyard. So, if you could somehow, like, if you're going super wide and you just have, like, way more permanence than everyone else, if you made a bunch of tokens or you've ramped super hard so you have a ton of lands, and then you just vomit a bunch of permanence into play more than your opponents, like, maybe in, like, an Omnath, like, red, mono-red Omnath, because you're la- you're ramping a bunch, and then you have all those lands in play, you have all well, those is, elementals uh, in play, this and is then you just get the... R- Oh, it's only non-land? Yeah, it's only non-land, so it's even, like, less busted. Yeah, so still kind of good in Omnath, though. In a Krinko deck, this would probably be endgame. 
Because this would be, you make 40 goblins, you barf every other goblin onto the field up, and by that point, mm-hmm. if you're running like a Shirk Prospect or Staff of Dom combo, then you're mm-hmm. just done. You know what I mean? Like well, this you, also gets you your perforous and, or an impact trimmers, because you could put any of your permanents into play. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's the. Th- I think that's the that's the solid one for this. This is like if you are ma- a token deck and you're making a bunch of stuff, this is like the fastest way to vomit your whole deck onto the field. Also, an idea I just had is somehow make sure your opponents have a bunch of permanents. Like, give your opponents shit. I don't know how you would do that in red. <laughs> Feldegriff plus like, red. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you have some kind of photograph thing where you're like giving your people, giving your opponents stuff. Wait. And then, wait. what's the? And then you mill them. And then you mill them out. Give them, give them the cowards. What's the card that gives the cowards? Yeah, the survivor tokens. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. What is that, Sean? Sean, this is your where moment. are you? Sean keeps playing this fucking card. It is. It's so good though. Every time it gets played, it's Bar so high. It's it's not Varchild, it's Varchild something. Yeah, it's that one. Varchild's War Riders, one in a red, cumulative upkeep, put a 1-1 one, one red survivor creature token into play under an opponent's control, trample, rampage one. No one knows what rampage matter. one it it does, but it's okay. <laughs> this is on the reserve list. I didn't know this was on the reserve list. Is it really? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Hell it's yeah. $3 reserve list card. Um. Don't yeah, spec so you, it. Don't. It's it's so annoying. Like, because he plays it with the stupid, with Fantas. Yes. So it's like all creatures have to attack. And if they attack him, Fantas gets big. And so it's just like, don't attack me with all the stuff I gave you. Yeah, yeah. You have to swing it at <laughs> other people. It's like a goad deck, basically. And kind of, it's like, I don't know. It's a sweet deck. Um. So maybe in this, because you've given everyone a million survivors, and then you, if you can somehow make it to where, I just feel like by the time, by the time they have enough that it would like, you could hurt them by the amount of cards they're going to get, they could have just killed you with that amount of survivors. They could have, but here's the like... I don't know if it would play out like this, but in my head, this would be absolutely backbreaking. Say you've got this going for like most of the game, but also mm-hmm. in your hand, you're holding a blasphemous act. Oh yeah. Let them play that card. Let everyone vomit all of their stuff onto the field, but try and keep it so that you don't and you keep your hand a little bit stacked and then play blasphemous mm-hmm. act. They've lost most of the permanence in their deck at that point. If they're creatures, they're now not only not in the library, but they're also dead in the yard. And then you just start playing your other stuff. Cause you could get this out turn two. You know what I mean? It's only two mana. So by the time you're able even to cast a seven mana sorcery, it could still be pretty, pretty cracksy. Yeah. But it's I think a it's, whole lot of, it's a whole lot of work for something that for nothing is not crazy. Yeah, but I feel like that's but that's part of the fun. That's fucking that's commander. Sick. If dude. you can build the deck where it's like I'm trying to do some stupid shit, I'm trying to go over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I don't want you to not interact with me because I'm a piss baby, 
and I don't like my stuff getting touched, I don't want you to interact with me because I have this really specific 13 card combo that I don't you're even gonna mess it up. Yeah, I don't even know if it's gonna work. <laughs> I just want to see it in theory. <laughs> and if you interact with me, my deck doesn't do anything else, so I'm just fucked. <laughs> yeah, so it's got weird stuff like that where just like random shit happens. That's sometimes. chaos. That's chaos. Yeah, baby. chaos. Um, I'll say, do we want to talk about burst mana? Because I think that's. Oh, something... I was gonna talk about uh, this one card specifically because it's kind of. It's one of the strongest cards in the entire format. Um, it's Underworld Breach. Um, this is more of a CDH card because um, it just has some infinite combos and like turbo breach combos or a whole thing in like multiple colors. Um, like Just Guy runs it. Grixis loves it because you get brain freeze. Um, is it has some brain freeze combos with Underworld Breach. Uh, so it's not really a mono red thing. I don't think there's mono red underworld breach stuff. I could be wrong, but maybe you just play it for value. It's a value breach. But one in a red for an enchantment. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. You may cast cards from your graveyard for their escape card cost. At the beginning of your instep, sacrifice underworld breach. Super, super interesting card. It's really powerful. It's so powerful. Um, it's Yogmoth's Will, right? Pretty, pretty much. Aside from the escape thing. Yeah, it's just it's Yog. Yeah, it's Yogmoth's Will on an enchantment instead of a um, sorcery, and it doesn't have. If a card would be put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, exile that card instead. This doesn't have that, so you can like loop shit. So it's like super busted card. Um, and it's just one of the most powerful cards in the whole format. It's just really crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. I was going to say it is definitely more of a combo card. If you play this at like a just a random table and you throw this card down, mm -hmm. people will beat your face in for a turn. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it you depends on this. what you're doing with it. Because like you can totally just like. I cast on a world breach. I get three things back from the graveyard and it's gone, you know? And like, and like you like the, what's busted is I'm going to do tutors. I'm going to do mana and then I'm going to do brain freeze and lion's eye diamond and then mill everyone out and then win the game from that, you know? So like, like the, yeah. the, the ceiling of this is very high, but in theory, you don't have to do that. Like, it's just a really good, card you know for eight bucks yeah so well that was the other thing i was gonna card. mention is like people will initially see this as a combo thing because that's what it's known yeah. for but the other side of it is if you're in a mono red goblin deck you're in a mono red dragon deck this could just be the one card that you need to get back your terror of the peaks your goblin chieftain you know mm -hmm. the thing that like helps make your gears run a little bit smoother because i mean you're playing fucking mono red yeah you're not supposed to be touching your graveyard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if you play this card in exile three cards and get one thing back, but that one thing is kind of the linchpin to your jank build, that's fine. Yeah. It's just like, just know that if you play with random people, threat assessment wise, this card is just like a high. Yeah. Like people see this thing, they're like, fucking damn it. Yeah. I've got to do something. Even if you've got two cards in your graveyard and you accidentally play this, people will be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So context definitely matters with but, this card. 
but we had to talk about yeah. it because it's bananas. Um, it's fucking sick. Just one of the strongest cards in the entire format. Um, it's like maybe top ten, maybe. It's up there. Yeah, I was gonna say it could. I would say like red wise, like oh, staple. Yeah, it's dockside this for red. Yeah, I don't know. It's better than that. Um, maybe we'll talk about the strongest cards in the format, but then we'll get into like CDH conversations. I don't know. And I don't know. Maybe if we're that'd qualified be a good guest that. episode. Yeah, yeah. We should get if someone's listening who's qualified. You want to talk about you know some CDH? Yeah, just let us know. We play CDH very casually, which is weird to say, but like we we dabble, but we're not. I'm definitely not expert. Casual, bro. I'll keep a one land hand if it's got mana crypt. That's how casual about CDH I am. I went to I a CDH <laughs> tournament for funsies and I had a good time, but I went to the I've... Mox Masters. But it, yeah, shout out that. That seemed like a good time. Yeah. I, had to I just had to. It was like weekend, f- so. I literally three minutes from my house. I like woke up five minutes before the player meeting and I just walked in. Like I, you know, like that's hype. Yeah, I had to go. It, um, it was fun. Yeah, I would say yeah. We yeah, this is this is all casual stuff, but yeah, we do we kick it. I like playing optimized commander. I'm a competitive dude, so yeah, it's all and it just depends on the day, depends on the deck. Not every deck can be powerful, so why force it? You know, yeah, why? and also some decks are just fun to kitchen sink build. Yeah, and just play some whatever you have lying around. It's like I just like this guy; yeah. he looks neat. So I'm just playing. Well, the, that's like the playing the neat guy refi- today. The Rafik deck I have, that's a good commander, but I just put jank in the you deck. You did, and you were doing whatever stuff draft. You were like scared me a little bit. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun deck, but it's also one of those ones that it's like I'm not gonna whip it out when we're all playing like our finish the game in six turns decks because it's just like kind of do kind of doodle, you know what yeah. I mean? Unless it hits the stride, but it's fun. It's fun to build stuff with your draft chaff and just see what comes out of it. So. I need to start. Do- I'm trying to do that more because I'm trying to like basically just take all my decks apart and then just start building from all the cards I have because I have so many cards. Yeah, I'm getting that's there. What I'm trying to do too. I'm, I keep looking back at my thing and I'm like, there's about seven decks on there I don't play anymore and all those cards should go into a deck I do play. Yeah. Well, as I say, let's hop into... I want to talk about Burst Mana. That's my favorite shit ever. Well, what so. card would you like me to type in to the search things? You're so excited about it. I think probably the best example of it would be Jessica's Will. Yeah. There's obviously other cards that, like, Seething Song and... um, What's the... Mana Geyser. Land one? Mana Geyser, yeah. Those cards are also, like, insane and really awesome, but this is, like, a classic red card, so... Uh, Jessica's Will is two in a red for, at sorcery speed. Choose one. If you have a commander as you cast a spell, you can choose both. Add red for each card in target opponent's hand and or exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. Um, this is kind of like Underbreach to me in a, lo- a little bit. is a card that like you play it and you're like, whoa, something crazy is about to happen. Not necessarily. It can just be a value card. But, I mean, if you play this right, you're making seven seven red mana, you're netting four mana, and you're getting three cards for three mana. Like, it's just a ton of value for how much it costs. Yeah, yeah, really good card. And uh, that's the burst mana rituals are the same thing as they are in Mono Black, like Dark Ritual. That's where the name comes from. 
Um, but it's anything that you would pay a little bit of mana to make a little extra mana from. Mana Geyser, three and two red at sorcery speed. Add two or add a red. Add two red for each. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. Add red for it's each tap land up. your opponent controls. Which, like, this is a card that, like, I feel like commanders, especially when you listen to like a lot of content creators, it's hit a point where it's like you have to ramp every turn. You have to play every card on curve or if you're ahead of curve, you got to play ahead of curve. This is a card. If you play it ahead of curve, that shit sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is what you want to play like turn eight when everyone else is dropping their bombs. You make 27 red mana and you're just like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to exile all the cards from my library. I'm going to play them all, and I'm still going to have mana left over. <laughs> I love this card because it was made, like, this is, like, what's cool about Commander, and, like, because what used to be cool about it is that you were playing these cards that are bad, but you in multiplayer, they're suddenly, like, good as shit, like Rhystic Study. It's like, that was a terrible card, and suddenly you had two more players, and now it's the most busted card in the format. Or, like, Mana Geyser from fifth dawn one of the like mirrodin's the original mirrodin sets um so like 2004 so long before commander like commander is like maybe like just people are trying it amongst themselves like the like sheldon you know maybe i don't know the timeline but that i was gonna say that would be like the beginning of it you know know, that's like as possibly early as it could because it didn't start till like 2000 like 10 right well officially um the precons came out in 2011 i think there's like a magic online thing in like 2009 2010 yeah yeah so yeah still still crazy um and so so this card is not meant to do what it does when you play it with three opponents it was made to like i mean it does say each opponent and like there was like multiplayer magic it was like two at a giant's was like a form was a thing people did and like there was a kitchen table just people playing with a bunch of bunch of people like just like a three or four player free for all 60 card game or something like that i played like that that was my first year of magic was just playing like three player free for all it was kind of fun playing like weird 60 card jank but um i just so i love this card it like kind of just like the card is broken by the context of commander not because the card itself is like that crazy Next up, um, we got red is good at discarding cards, which is pretty nice for if you need it, you know, like. uh, You play in a madness deck, um, stuff like that. I was to say, I don't know if this necessarily like there is red has a lot of this and this leans into that impulse stuff, because I think a lot of this. Well, faithless looting wasn't done until. Or no, Thrill of Possibility wasn't printed until... Eldraine. Eldraine, yeah, which is crazy. I found that out the other night, and that shocked me, because we have, like, four versions of Thrill of Possibility. It was reprinted Um, in Standard, like, in four different sets that year, because it was in Eldraine, I think it was in Theros, and then it was in um, M21. It was in all of those sets. Well, not even, like, just that, but just cards that say like discard you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's just so many cards that like went that same route you've got like big score um unexpected windfall stuff like that too you know what i mean it's just a bunch Gathartic of reunions an older one that's from like kaladesh i think yeah yeah um i think that's the one where the person's like hugging the dinosaur um well the original art is i think it's chandra and 
Pia, I think. So yeah, red is good oh. at um discarding cards to draw cards. Um, I think there's some effects where red can just like discard a card to do things too. Maybe I, I think all the colors can do that. But um, that's not, like yeah. red doesn't get to go up cards. It stays card neutral. So like you discard two cards with this and you draw three cards, and then this counts as the third card. So you stay the same amount of cards, but you do get to see more cards. And then as long as you care about putting stuff in your graveyard or the act of discarding cards, it's value. Like, that is card advantage. Because, like, now, so, like, in Ozgear or something, you know, where it's, like, you care about your graveyard, um, or Ange is like, okay, so I'm going to draw cards and discard, and then I'm going to cast the spell with Madness. Like, that's that's card advantage at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, super advantage, especially in Ange. Um, if we're talking specifically Mono Red, I don't think it has a whole lot of added benefits. Um, it does just lean more into, like, the color identity of the card, which is, like, that's totally fine. If I'm playing a Mono deck, I want to feel, like, those constraints. That's why I'm building that's why I'm a doing that, color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like you were saying, you build Boros with Osgear, you build Rakdos, you build Jund, you know what I mean? You build any of those kind of color combos and then immediately like drawing three cards and discarding two cards is fucked up mm-hmm. because you're drawing three cards and then you're reanimating Kozilek and then, you know what I mean? Like there's more options to you at that point. But a lot of the times with like this cathartic reunion, those two cards are dumped. They're gone. And if you want to get them back, you better have Breach. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it is solid. It is a solid, too, because I feel like you're always drawing at least two cards. Um, you don't really, you're not paying a mana to draw a card. You know what I mean? You're always seeing more than one card at one time, um, which helps some of the discard stuff. Because if you have good stuff in your hand and you don't want to get rid of it, but you have this card, toss it out there. You draw two lands and you don't need them, discard them. You know what I mean? Just get them off the top of the library. Yeah. Yeah. Discarding lands you don't need is really nice. It's like, or yeah, it's like I got one land in hand and that's in. I have like eight mana. Just get rid of it, you know, and draw some cards. It's, it's good enough. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing is if we go into the staples of it, like if, if, if you talked to people like five years ago about what the best red draw spell was, the best red draw spell is discard your whole hand, draw seven. Wheel, and it makes everyone else do it. It's Wheel of Fortune. It's like, yeah, we're all drawing seven cards. Yep. So. Yeah, but like, that just in the really in the good. vortex of you, that's the thing. It is really solid, but in the context of like what you're doing, you're still pitching stuff. You're never not gonna be discarding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you wanna, we wanna hop into some of the artifact stuff? Yes, I think so. I'm trying to, because is figure out what card to add or what card to show off. I would do uh, engineer. Yeah, so uh, it's good at um, interacting with artifacts um, or tutoring for artifacts, um, and also like welder effects, like the card goblin welder. Um, but this card is really interesting because it does all of those together. It's one in a red goblin engineer, goblin artificer. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an artifact card, put it into your graveyard, and then shuffle your library. And then you can pay a red, tap and sacrifice an artifact, return target artifact card with a converted mana cost, three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. 
Um, super cool card. While it's gone up in price, it's, it's like uh, maybe it's the same. It's like four bucks. Um, but oh, that's still not like awful for yeah. this. This is like a huge payoff card. This card is sick. Yeah. So like red doesn't really get the tutor for anything. There's like some very key exceptions, and they're very playable. Um, and they're like some staples because of that. Um, but so but they do get the tutor for artifacts. Um, and a couple different cards let them do that. Um, this being one of them. Um, so red interacts with artifacts in pretty efficient ways. Goblin welder is the really crazy one. It's an old card, just one red from Urza's Legacy. Tap, choose target artifact a player controls and target artifact card in that player's graveyard. If both targets are still legal as this ability resolves, that player simultaneously, I love when we get to use simultaneously in a text box, sacrifice the artifact and return the artifact card to the battlefield. So like cheats mana cost, it's like I have a Ornithopter in my graveyard and I have a Spine of Ishaw. Or, or, or Ornithopter on the field, Spine of Ishaw in the graveyard. We're going to flip them. And now I have it in play. Or a I have a Triplicate Titan in my graveyard. And I'm going to turn a treasure token into a Triplicate Titan for no mana. That's pretty hype, yeah. That kind of stuff. Or there's stuff where it's like... um. Oh. There's like Thopter Engineer, artifact creatures you control have haste, or what's that one? Like Quick Genius, I think. Quicksmith Genius, a three mana, three two. Whenever an artifact enters a battlefield under your control, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. So you can um, rummage. Um, whenever an artifact enters. So like artifact synergies. Um and also the reckless fireweaver. So you can like burn and there's a couple of those. Uh burn when artifact. I was artifacts to say enter. throw it back to that card too. Yeah. That card can also uh phyresis. It says deal damage. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a phyresis apologist. So Yeah. So Reckless Fireweaver. Yeah. So it care red cares about artifacts. It's fun. And uh what's that? I feel like it cares about artifacts in like a specific way too. Cause blue also cares about artifacts, but mm -hmm. it feels very like blanket where red is very specifically like get an artifact or an artifact does this thing. Yeah. Kind of stuff. So or reckless handling one in a red search a library for an artifact card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle, then discard a card at random. If it, an artifact card was discarded this way, it deals two damage to each opponent. So it's a decent tutor. And then as long as you don't mind discarding stuff it's pretty good so like in oz gear this is amazing because it's like you just discard a different artifact who cares or if you even discard it's whatever you'll immediately get it back with oz gear um i, lo I love oz gear yeah dude your oz gear deck is sick i feel like it's it's tuned now but there's definitely moments when you first got it and we're throwing stuff in it that it would snowball and get like really scary. I feel mm -hmm. like we've caught up to where it's not as scary anymore. Yeah. But it was like if you did any because you always made a soul rain turn four, three or four. You were like, I've got two soul two soul rains. Yeah. You're like, fuck, god damn it. Well, because that, that 
bit me in the butt a couple times. I like vomited all my artifact lands into the graveyard, and then I did all my mana rocks, and then I brought them all out as copies. So then I had like 15 lands, and then I think it was you, Vandal Blast, and I had nothing. And then I was just dead for the rest of the game. And I was like, oh, I should like just be normal about it. <laughs> I don't need, you don't need to go all in. Just maybe just do it like one at a time. Sometimes you get egregious and then you realize there's that one card that will like pull the pin Eat on your lunch. whole kibosh. Yeah. 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 Um, it's fun. I like this game. I like this game. It is fun. Um, um, yeah. So artifacts. I was going to say one thing I think we should touch on just before we move away from this, because I don't know if we're going to touch on it again. Um, is also just if you want to pull up Gamble real fast, because I feel like this and Gamble have the same thing too, where you have to discard that card at random, and that's like an important thing about red tutors. There's no like unconditional red tutor, like where with blue it's like instant or sorcery, but you know you're getting that, or in black you know you're picking up any card in your deck and you're getting that. With red, there's always, especially if it's a sorcery, spell that's letting you search quote search your deck unquote it makes you also discard a card at random because of this card i think which always kind of like makes it a little bit of a game it's like am i gonna get rid of the thing that i just put in my hand or am i gonna get rid of the thing that i also need to help the thing that i just put in my hand oh that's a good art i like that art just judge by my but yeah, uh, gamble one red. Search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand, and then discard a card at random. Shuffle your library afterwards. So it's a one mana tutor for any card you want, and just hopefully you don't discard it. Um, yeah. So super red, very powerful because it's just one mana tutor, which is insane. One mana, the best card you need right now, and just be a good player and not discard it. You know, like get good. Yeah, just be really good at the game. Yeah. What's the price on Gamble right now? Uh, the cheapest one I'm seeing is three dollars. That's sick. Yeah, this printing specifically, the Dominary re- uh, remastered one is the old border one is super cheap. Even an that's original I, Urza Saga one is seven dollars. That's hype. Very cool. Yeah, that's in the uh, secret layer. It's only eleven. Uh, that looks awesome. That's yeah. That's solid too. Yeah. So. Um. Very powerful yeah, Dominaria remaster did a good job for that. Yeah, cycle. crazy reprints. Yeah, yeah, and they they stayed down too. Is yeah, the they thing. stayed they down. As some as they've started to creep back up, but like Enlightened Tutor, I think is still like twelve bucks. I need to grab one of those. I need I need a gamble and I need an Enlightened Tutor, and then I'll have the whole cycle, which will be like really sick. Twelve dollars for an eleven dollars. Oh, that's the gold border ones. Eleven bucks. If you like the gold border ones. Or uh, uh, yeah. the list is, uh, yeah, Dominary Remastered Old Border, $12. Good price nice. for, like, a really I good like, card. Yeah, I like the one with the book a lot. That's, like, yeah, my favorite art nice. for it, so I might have to get that one. Worldly, oh. Yeah, because I think Worldly and Mystic were both still under 10 if I wasn't wrong. Yeah, Worldly Tutors, 8 bucks. Okay. Mystical Tutor is six bucks. Nice, solid, yeah. So, and then Vampire Tutor is still like forty nine dollars or something like that. Yeah, vamp- yeah, because they printed that one at Mythic. Nope, I cracked it's tw- one in twenty eight. 
twenty dollars for a vampiric tutor. Just Yo, let's go. Cheapest it's I cracked one in price. uh Commander Masters. That was my big pull from Commander Masters. Oh, Commander Legends. Or yeah, Commander Legends, sorry. What about Demonic Tutor? Demonic Tutor is thirty dollars for the list. I'm sad I didn't buy this. This I literally saw this for thirty three dollars on Car Kingdom one time and I just didn't do it. Yeah, dude, that art is crazy. Our friend Andy pulled that like before. Yeah. Like pretty much right when we started playing Magic. That was like a like, third we didn't really pack ever was that card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bananas. We were doing like a, a we were playing Commander and we had bought some Strict Saving boosters just for shits and gigs. And he cracked it and he was like, this art is cool. And Tyler was just like, what the fuck? And I just was like, what What card is that? Like, and we were, Andy and I were both like, the art is so pretty. And Tyler's like, that card's like $60. Yeah. <laughs> it That's was the Andy funny. special. Like, I'd be pulling cards. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, I, for most people, I would be like, don't buy a box of magic cards. But if you're Andy, last name redacted. Yeah, <laughs> you should you should buy a box because that guy always pulls crazy stuff. We gotta get him to Vegas, dude. I swear. Yeah, dude. that guy. Gets we gotta pulls. get everyone to Vegas. If you're coming to Vegas, let us know in the comments. <laughs> um, should we talk about just like the general spell slinger stuff for Red? Yeah, there's like a lot of this stuff. Um, they care about a lot. Um, so of course that's you why get- I figured we could. Just put it all in kind of one yeah. umbrella category. Just spell synergies, like you got your pingers, like gutter. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. I was gonna do a different one, but this one's more iconic. Gutter snipe. Whenever you cast an instrument, force you spell. It deals two damage to each opponent. Now in, at common. Yeah, popper legal. Popper legal. Um, which is cool. Popper, I hardly know her. And then um, also red is good at copying spells like this card is really cool. Twin Inferno. When you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy or target creature you control gains double strike until in a turn. So pretty cool card. Um, but just so like copying instants and sorcery spells is good at that. Um, and then there's a lot of like. It just synergizes well with instants and sorceries because it's got like the impulse draw. It's got like the discard cards or draw cards. It's got burn, um, and it's got so it's just good at like the is it spell singer thing or Boros spell singer, Jeskai spell singer. It's all mixed in there. Red's really good at that kind of stuff. I was gonna say there was one. There's a couple other ones that I was looking at too because yeah, this is. I mean, you've also got stuff like Storm Kiln Artists, so every time you cast an instrument sorcery, you're making a treasure. Um, you're dealing damage when you cast them. Oh, you got uh, Airborough Flamesmith, which is from the Lord of the Rings set, which is Gutter Snipe, but it deals one damage instead of two. But for two mana um, instead of three mana. Yeah, and if you have both of them out, you're, you're lightning bolting your opponent for every instrument or sorcery. You know, it's just... Something that you can do. Also, fiery um, inscription. When it enters the battlefield, the ring tempts yes. you. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, it deals two damage to each opponent. But it's on an enchantment, which is cool because it's a lot. Yeah, it makes safer. it a lot harder to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then there's also cards like reverberate, which is copy target instant or sorcery spell. Oh yeah. Um, at instant speed. So like Red's also got like not only can you copy your own stuff, but there's also a little tricksy like 
oh, someone casts something and you want it to happen, you can cast a reverberate and counter that or counter the counter that's countering the thing that you want to happen, you know, if you're doing something like that. Um, but I think I'm kind of just, I'm just perusing top staples for red on EDA Trek. Mm-hmm. Also, um, like, pass in flames, like, each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard gains flashback until in a turn. The flash best cost is equal to its mana cost, so it's four mana sorcery. And um, five mana with flashback, so it just gives all your stuff flashback. Um, is a cool old border version. Um, so it's just got good instance and sorcery stuff. Who knew? And I think this part honestly could kind of tie into another thing that red does. If we wanted to just mix and match a little bit, because I feel like if you're doing mono red spell slinger, you're probably doing damage doubling, excuse Mm -hmm. me, which is like a huge factor for red. Yeah. But it's like if you if you reverberate and you've got gutter snipe and you've got the flamesmith and you're doing three damage because you copied you cast a spell and you're copying a spell to cast mm-hmm. you're doing six damage. But then if you have a card like what is it fiery emancipation mm-hmm. where it deals triple that damage, dude, you're doing like twenty some damage. This for card's one spell. cheap now, by the way. Four dollars. Is it really? Four dollars. That, that was like a twenty dollar oh, card for a long time. Four dollars. I was also Card Kingdom has it for two ninety nine. So for one for, of the rare times. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally the Card Kingdom price is more, but that's the first time I've seen it lower. So yeah. snag it. Um, Good card. Yeah, and that also leads into stuff like if you if you don't mind just mixing it all together, like Tor Brand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Solifim. From um, Phyrexia All will be one, you know, those uh, domin- that Dominus cycle. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite cycles from the year, by the way. We might, we'll probably touch on that here soon. Not Ooh, in this yeah. episode, but I, that was one of my favorites. They were really um, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then like Orgis, the Deepest Might, the god, the Red God from the current Ixalan set does the same thing. Uh, Virtue of Courage from Wilds of Eldraine does the same thing. So, like, this is a huge thing for red. This kind of ties into, like, literally anything that you would talk about. Is a, If a red source you control would deal damage, it either does double, it does triple, or, like, with Tor Brand, it does plus two damage. Um, and then when you're playing Spell Slainer, this, like... Playing this in Spell Slainer is kind of playing, like, uh, what, fucking Black Aristocrats. It's just, it will hit a critical mass... Where if you're doubling your damage enough and you're playing enough spell slinger stuff that you'll cast a spell, it's it hits for like ten damage. It's brutal. Yeah. It just will shred the table apart. And then I honestly like I should just hand it over to you because you play an is it spell slinger deck that's that exact thing. Yeah, like this card is really fun. Aria Flame two and a red enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent gains ten life. So that's a little risky. But whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell. You put a verse counter on Aria Flame, then it deals damage equal to the number of verse counters on it to target player or planeswalker. Um, and so it just kind of gets crazy, especially when you have Varen, Voice of Duality, who doubles all your um, instant and sorcery triggers. Um, so it just starts burning the table super, super fast. Like one time, someone I cast this, and then in response to my first spell, someone, and so everyone gained 10 life. And then someone tried to destroy it, and then I just cast like enough spells to get make it to where 
everyone was back down. So I did like 30, 30 life of spells and damage, like in like in response to that one spell. And I was like, like okay. on yeah, yeah. Like yeah. on the stack. <laughs> on on the stack, this came down. We gained life. Someone said sick. For story's sake, I'm gonna nature's lore that. They were yeah. gonna blow it up. Nature's claim. He said, Hey, bend over. Time for that ass to be eaten. And then cast so many spells that we came out of it with less life, the whole table across the board, than when he had cast it before. And it still got blown up, and it didn't even matter because he hurt us even more. It was crazy. Yeah, this card's cool. It's risky, but it's really cool. I'm going to, as someone who's played against it multiple times, that gain 10 life has never been risky. <laughs> Ever. You cast this card and you say you gain 10 life and the table's like, great, I'm going to get fucked. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Dang. I haven't played Vayron in a while. I need a player. Maybe it's a good, yeah, slash. dude. Crazy do that bet. and we'll do Moldrotha. Let's just do a, the powerhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but if you're playing a spell slinger deck, no matter what the color combo, I would almost always recommend this card because having played against it, that 10 life almost never matters if you're playing a more optimized build. Now, if you are playing like battle cruiser where you're attacking with your, if you're in a deck where your gutter snipe is turning sideways to attack, I wouldn't play this card. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. play this card, but if you're in a deck where a lot of your stuff can stay static, play this card. And play it late. It's not like it's like a don't play this on turn on curve. This is a I have like seven mana. I play this and then I immediately cast like Jessica's will and then cast like eight more spells. You know, like yeah, you gotta have like follow up to it. But it's a cool card. It's fun. Yeah, and with Tor Brand, this does three damage, then four damage instead of one, then two. Yeah. So like those damage doublers in conjunction with spell slaining is really crazy. If you're not building a typal deck in mono red where you're taking advantage of like specific groups, I think this is probably one of the better mono red deck builds where you build in commander, where you build burn, spell slaner, damage doubling. Yeah. Because, like, it would hit a point where, say, your Lightning Bolt, you cast Lightning Bolt, you've got Tor Brain, it goes up to 5 damage, and then you triple it to thir to 15 damage. Like, what? For 1 mana? Are you fucking kidding me? Pretty nuts. Stupid. Want to talk about board wipes? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Red's got some decent creature board wipes. It's got one of the best board wipes in the game, Blasphemous Act. Eight and a red. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield, so it always costs one red. Deals three damage to each creature. Uh, sorry, 13 damage to each creature, which kills <laughs> everything. If this doesn't kill something, you have bigger problems, you know? Or gonna... <laughs> something is indestructible, you know? Like, 13 damage kills everything, you know? That's what I was going to say. If you cast this and it doesn't kill something... You got bigger. I issues. do. I, yeah, I do hate to tell you, you've got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's because it'll kill everything else, you know. So like, this kills everything. This is one mana wrath of God, basically. Like it's, you know, like it's. Yeah, super I've good card. never cast this for more than three mana, ever. And yeah. three mana is like a dire situation, you know. What I mean? Even three mana is a good rate. 
Like that's yes! really good. Three that's mana blow up all creatures. That's good. good. It's a good card. What so, can we get this, a price check on it? Uh, it's still two bucks, three bucks. It's been reprinted a ton, and it's that, still that is much. fine. I will say. I mean, how many other? We don't have any other board wipes that deal that much damage. Um, we do. We have one, but it's four oh! mana. It's you chain reaction. Someone served think... me my words on a plate. I need to eat them. I'll I'll do it again. It's chain re chain reaction. Two red red deals X damage each creature where X is the number of creatures on the battlefield. Um, so as long as there's enough creatures, you'll kill everything. So most of the time, you're gonna kill everything important. Um. And four mana for that, like, that's fine. That's Wrath of God. That's, like, the rate for killing all the creatures on the field. So if you're in mono red or is it, uh, this card is very playable, I think. Um, and once you add white or black or green is getting gruel because um, gruel has no, uh, green has, like, no board wipes. Um, so if you have white or black, you don't need this. If you don't, it's good. Ah. I think, uh... Solid, yeah. It would probably hit pretty much everything when it mattered. You know what I mean? There's some caddy core yeah. scenarios where it probably might not hit as much as Blasphemous Act, but it's for four mana, it'll do enough of a job that you don't need to worry. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, that's a cool card. Then there's also stuff like Burn Down the House and some other cards that have come out where it's like deal one damage to every creature, deal three damage to every creature. I think Burn Down the House is the best rate at that style that we've gotten. Yeah, because it's five damage to each creature in Planeswalker, which five for five mana is also normally safe. That's a safe enough thing that I'd feel comfortable paying that for board wipe. Um but yeah, this I would and it's say got this another is... mode of make three devils when this creature dies, he deals one damage to any target, and they gain haste until in a turn. Um, so who, who? it's got just more kidding. text on it than just five damage. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it does have that, which will totally work for some decks. If you heard make three one one red devil creature tokens and your ears perked up, then like. This is your thing. Good card. Um, but in terms of, of board wipes, um, there is Blasphemous Act. I do like... What was the one that you just showed us? I've never seen that card before. That was crazy. Oh, Chain Reaction? Yeah, Chain Reaction. I haven't seen that card before, so that's a good card. Um, yeah, it's solid. Yeah, it's, it's those good. If two... You, if you need it, it, it works. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's good enough in a lot of decks. It's good enough, and the other thing is, in Commander, most people... There's going to be more than five creatures on the field at a given point between four players. You know what I mean? So the rate between yeah. that and this is better. Um, but to me, this this is a solid, like if we were going ABC, this would be a solid C level. You know what I mean? This will hit most commanders. This will hit most things that you're worried about, as well as planeswalkers, and get them off the field. But, yeah, like we were also saying, if you're playing other colors, I wouldn't worry about it. Because the rate for it, like, five mana for five damage is still not great. It's not no. the best. But it's it works. It, also, if you're playing in a meta where it's low to the ground and someone loves Scoot Swarm, that's their thing, then play the the three mana ones that deal three three damage to everything. That's a much oh, better rate. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. you, you sculpt this to whatever you play against. But in terms of, like, a general list... I feel like burn down the house is a solid C list board wipe. 
Here's another one I think is kind of underrated. Um, Sulfurous Blast. It's at the same cycle as Return to Dust, I'm pretty sure. Um, it deals two damage to each creature and each player. If you cast a spell during your main phase, it deals three damage to each creature and each player instead um, for four minutes, but it's an instant. Um, okay. Yep. Instant speed definitely puts that. I would put that above Burn Down. Oh, and Popper. Um, yeah, it's, oh, they just downshifted it. Yeah, so it's pop, it's popper legal now. That's like a new thing. That's it was insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I would say that is also really solid because like you're gonna play most of your board wipes during your turn anyway. So if it's a situation where you need that extra damage, you know what? Fuck it. You're pay- you're paying that rate anyway. Just cast it at sorcery speed. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But if you are able to hold up some mana which like let's be in c- completely honest in mono red holding up mana is not i don't feel is something that happens a lot of the time you take your turn on your turn you know what i mean um yeah but if you do hold up four mana and you're able to pop this and then go into your turn fresh that's also really big because you're the first person to rebuild which is a really big tempo shift so yeah um yeah really really sick card you just, you gotta like play it you gotta play it the right way yeah it really depends on your meta for that one but it's definitely cool card yeah well i mean also like i was just saying if you're gonna pay the you're doing the three mana burn wipe spells and extra Mm -hmm. mana to do instant speed for pretty much the same effect is is really solid so like i think it's definitely worth talking about yeah that was what's the three mana ones like Anger the gods, three three mana, three damage to each creature. If it would die this way, exile it instead. The exile text is really nice. Yeah. And then there's just a bunch of cards, like kind of like the thrill possibility effect that just follow this style of card yeah. where it's deal three damage for three mana at sorcery speed. So, like, you can. Oh, kind wait, of no. Here's the good one. Have your pick at that point. Brotherhood's End. No. Three damage to each creature and each planeswalker, or destroy all artifacts with mana value three or less. So it gets all the mana rocks, yeah. it gets all the treasures, it gets all the clues, it gets all the food, it gets all the stupid shit that people have lying around. Um, it gets like altars, uh, like it gets like Phyrexian altar and stuff like that. So this card's super playable, really good. Yeah, that's fucked up. We should, yeah, that's fucked up actually. That's crazy. I didn't see that card. Yeah, um, yeah brother, it's from Brothers War. It's Urza and... Mishra being mad at each other. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Um, But I'm not going to sit here and try and tier list out all these red wipes right now. That might be have to be a later date. We'll have to do a wipe tier list. I don't like saying wipe. But I think I have to keep saying it for the circumstance of this. Yeah. But top two. It is a weird word. Top two red wipes. Top two red wipes of all time <laughs> mm-hmm. are going to be Blasphemous Act and I think Chain Reaction. I think those are going to be the go tos. Yeah. Those are those are the best. So, at least at the moment, until we do the the list. Um. Well, what creature types do you see a lot in uh red, Ryan? Uh, I was gonna say. I was thinking about this because we've been talking about it. You know, we've been going over it the last couple of days, setting stuff up. We've got goblins. 
obviously stinky little freaks when I was talking about stinky at the beginning of the episode. Do you think these guys shower? No. 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 The TikTok video where the girlfriend puts the little line in front of the soap to see if the boyfriend uses the soap during the shower that he just took, and he goes, but I used water. Fuck that whole thing. These guys don't even use water. It's been I haven't years. Seen that. That's scary. Oh, you haven't? It's like a it's a no, trend where people will like put lines next to cleaning care products to see if their significant other like picks them up and uses them during the shower. And then afterwards they're like, You didn't use the soap, you didn't use the shampoo. And then the guy's always like, I used the water. And it's like, if this is a first time thing, all right. Homie needs to learn to use the soap. If this is the eighth time that we've done this, kick that man to the curb. He does yeah. it, yeah. Burn him. Or like the whole trend about dudes not washing their ass because like they think it's queer. They think it's gay. That's so insane to me. Like, yeah. how are you that fragile? Like you just like <laughs> I know wash it. Like they it's always like it's like I, I don't know. I guess I don't know anyone who does that, but in my mind it's be like some like buff guy who like and how is his masculinity that fragile that he doesn't like cleanse his body? Yeah, he's that worried. And like, it's a private thing. It's like in your own in your own mind, you're worried about like how masculine you are. Like how Dude, that's so insane. This is such a diatribe, but like for the listeners, this is before I like came out and stuff. Um, I didn't always think that way, but as someone who w- was queer and then was in a circumstance where you like didn't feel safe being like that. I can imagine where people build up enough walls where they're like, Oh my God, if I do anything that's like that, then I am, you know? And it's like, it's a sweetie. It's okay that you are. It's okay. You can have potpourri in the bathroom and wash your ass and still be a man. It's okay. Like, it's be, <laughs> yeah, it's to be straight. Like, yeah. Like what, why does like anything like, Take away your manhood. Take away your straightness. Like, why are those? Why? How are those like different categories? Like, how are yeah. they in the same thing? You know, like how are those related? Why is it all one checklist? Why is your yeah. Why is your sexuality and your personal like cleaning all like one checklist? I understand, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I'm just glad I moved away from like the all in ones, like the that's the big thing. Conditioner, body wash. Commander Paradise does um, not have listeners that don't wash their booty hole. That's true. You know what? Listener and now, home. but the big thing that we need to spread the word about is not using two in one. Don't use two yeah, in one. I, I moved on. Yep. I grew up. I'm not kidding. I mean, in go ahead in college it was still i did it a little bit in college because it was kind of nice because you had to like go like living in a dorm you got to walk to the shower i just is one bottle yeah just take it to the shower I mean, and everyone's got but, like your vibe like if you're in a point in your life where you're just using two and one and that's what you have to do like no but like if you're in a point where you can do what you want yeah. you shouldn't use two and one yeah like there are better options and there's like cheaper options like a bottle of two and one is like expensive and like a bar of soap is like a dollar and then like a bottle of just cheap shampoo is like two dollars you know like you don't have to buy the five dollar old spice three and one and two four and one with it's also the more numbers like in one that it says the further you should stay away from it (laughs) yeah it's like you're 
dishwasher detergent. It's your toothpaste. It's your deodorant. <laughs> you can use this to clean your clothes, clean your dishes, and clean your teeth. Sparkling white. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to throw one out there. Homies use shampoo bars. When I started using shampoo bars, I noticed a significant difference in my in my hair compared to when I use like a bottled shampoo. So I didn't know they made those. It's like a know, Lush thing. I you can get them at Lush. You can get them at like oh, other places. But yeah, so it's like it's a bar of soap, but instead of rubbing it on your yeah. body, you rub it on your head. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, uh, I'm just a Head and Shoulders guy, dude. Head and Shoulders is also totally fine. Head and shoulders is fine. So, um, yeah, I think uh, no, the the no sponsor ad read about men's cleaning products is over. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I think uh, we needed it. So it was a good. It was a good. It needed to be said, especially in the Magic the Gathering community. The, let this be proof that not all Magic the Gathering uh, players don't care about hygiene i care about hygiene about it for like too long the times i don't shower is when i'm depressed not because i'm yeah. dirty <laughs> well as i say we went over so we started going over that was a huge tangent purely because we talked about goblins and they're stinky. and they're stinky goblins are stinky goblins rock you've li- if you've listened to this podcast for any any number of episodes you know <laughs> about goblins and you know that i love goblins you know that you know about <laughs> goblins. If you don't know, you should go back and listen to the other episodes and you should listen to me talk about <laughs> goblins because I'll find any time, any way to bring up goblins. The mono white episode, goblins. The mono black episode, goblins. Favorite commander, goblins. It's all goblins, okay? Uh, passing it off to my residential. Wait, I got to go this way because it's stage right. Dragon man, yeah. thigh lord, rip it. This is uh, another popular creature type in red is dragons there's tons of dragons it's like the iconic creature type there's like five iconic one for each color it's like angels hydras sphinxes demons and red has dragons um of course because look at it it's cool and um my favorite dragon commander is laughless dragon queen because it's mono red dragons and it's pure it's none of this five color stuff None of this cheaty pants stuff with Miram making clones and making dumb stuff. I'm just playing a dragon and I'm getting a dragon. That's it. That you don't. Why do you need anything else? You don't. That's all you need. All you need is to just play a dragon, get a dragon, turn the dragon sideways. Why you got to make copies of it? Why do you have to draw cards? Why do you have to make it cost less? That's all cheaty pants stuff. Come on, we're just doing it old-fashioned way. I was gonna say Red's got so many cost reducers for dragons. That's not fair. Shh. Yeah, but they're all mono. They're red. all mono red. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not from the command zone. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So yeah, I like Lathis a lot, but there's others. There's some other mono red uh, dragon commanders too. Um. There's like Zulfin McClaw or something like that. He lets you tutor for dragons. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, um, and then there's one other tribe that's pretty well represented, um, well, a creature type, excuse me. Um, we applaud a king for growing. We are trying. We are sorry. Um, it's the freaking little dudes. 
The little yeah, Magda Brazen Outlaw. Minus. One in a red for a 2-1 dwarf. Other dwarves you control get plus one plus oh. Whenever a dwarf you control becomes tapped, create a treasure token. Sacrifice five treasures. Search your library for an artifact or a dragon card. Put that card on the battlefield and then shuffle your library. So dwarf deck. It's also like a CDH uh, deck because um, she's got some combos. Um, if you get an artifact dwarf like a like Universal Automaton, um, and then you, you can just start start going crazy. Um, it's pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, Magda's sick. Um, I know her personally more as like a competitive build. Um, if any of the homies out there have like a seven dwarves deck where Magda's like the head of it or something, um, please share the deck list. I the slight sideboard. I want to try to start doing a thing where I play Moxfield decks of people's other decks. So if you ever have a deck that we talk about and stuff, send it over. I would love to like try and play it on a stream or like share it and stuff like that. Um, I think I want to try and start doing that more. I love brewing, but it's like creativity in a vacuum only can go so far. Um, so if you have these lists, share them. I would love to like actually play them and give them a go. Um, in case anyone didn't know, seven dwarves is a dwarf that lets you have seven dwarves. Big shocker. Just kidding. It's one in a red. Seven Dwarves gets plus one, plus one for each other creature named Seven Dwarves that you control, and a deck can have up to seven cards named Seven Dwarves. So this is the original Nazgul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I want more of these. There will never be enough of these kind of yeah. cards. I want a white one. We don't have a white one yet. We got rats. We got, we got the dwarves. We got rats, we got dwarves, and we've got partitioners. We got blue. We got persistent petitioners i want like a white one with soldiers or something i think we so yeah. fun i build that deck have you seen this card this thing's insane jewel mine overseer one a red and a white when jewel mine overseer enters about a field conjure seven cards named seven dwarves on top of your library it's an alchemy card they perpetually gain when this creature enters the battlefield draw a card then shuffle at the beginning of your upkeep exile the top card of your library you may play that what card this the turn. shit <laughs> <laughs> oh wait but they get shuffled into your deck oh do they get shuffled wait no yeah okay yeah because it they, you conjure them on top of your library they perpetually game this creature and it's about to fill draw card then shuffle so you do shuffle them into your deck um but you have seven of these and then you cast this and then you or you have seven seven doors in your deck then you cast this and then you get seven more so you have 14 Bless <laughs> you. And some of them let you draw, and then it lets you impulse draw. So it lets you. That it, sounds. It's fun. a Phyrexian Arena for impulse draw once a turn. That, I mean, that's kind of fine. I might just play that's that. What anyway. I'm, that's like that. Like, that's kind of by itself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you also, yeah, like you said, you could con you could double the amount of seven dwarves in your deck, which also doubles because seven dwarves gets plus one plus one for each card you own. So seven dwarves. 14 plus 1 plus 1 is four, plus 14 plus 14. And then it also draws. That's really kind of cool. I think alchemy is fun. I It should it is never. Fun. There's some cool I cards. personally don't think it should be a competitive thing. I don't think it should be something that we like dictate the future of magic on. But I do think it's a fun space to dick around in. My favorite deck is a mill deck. Soul tie deck on alchemy that like does the conjure the power nine into your deck. 
and then blinks that card I as much card. as possible to conjure nothing but the power nine into your deck. And it's fun just to get your deck to go from like 60 cards to like 100 cards and 40 of them is the power nine. Dude, come on. Crazy. If I should if I have a place to do stuff like that, it should be online. So Yeah, that's fair. No, that yeah. card is sweet. But I was to say this card is cool. I've too. just played against it a couple times and it's like No, nightmare. it is a nightmare. It is a nightmare when you start just time walking. That's pretty much all the deck turns into is time walk dot <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, but that's a cool card. I was gonna say, yeah. I think Alchemy is kind of fun. So so looking at the top commanders for uh, Mono Red, you have Krinko, you have Magda. Those are actually the top two. Um, and then you have Zada. Zada is pretty Zada cool. Zada is cool, yeah. Zada, Hedron Grinder, four mana, three, three. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Zada, copy that spell for each other creature you control that the spell could target. Each copy targets a different one of those creatures, so it gets crazy. So you cast, like... Target creature gains trample, draw a card, and you have like six goblins out, and now you're gonna draw six cards for casting one red mana spell, and then you're also gonna ping everyone for a bunch of damage and make a bunch of treasure, uh, with Stormcone Artist. So it's a pretty cool deck. It gets better every single set because just like bunch of cards that target something or Monstrous Rage. So crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the few goblins that doesn't necessarily <laughs> lean to like a goblin type theme deck but it is just like a goblin so if you built your deck with stuff that yeah. adds to it sick but yeah i personally took it out of my goblin deck because it didn't really do nothing but it is a sick card yeah it's not really good in this the card's crazy deck. yeah neheb the eternal is super cool it's like one of the original like burn commanders three red red for a zombie minotaur warrior, one of the coolest like yeah. pipelines ever. Afflict three. Afflict is so sick. Whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses three life. Um, and then at the beginning of your post-combat main phase, add red for each one life your opponents have lost this turn. So you just make your opponents lose life with like a pinger. So you just like play like a like a Thermo Alchemist, and then you just tap, you deal three, you're going to add three red automatically, and then you just start swinging with stuff, and then they either block your... Um, if Even if they block your creature, they lose three life. Um, so if you can like give your other other things a flick, I think there's stuff that does that. And so same with him. Even if they block Neheb, they're going to take three, so they're going to get three mana from Neheb no matter what. Um, super cool card. And look at him. He's so cool. He's got like the Lazotep like yeah. armor. Like, yeah, so cool. and it's got the um approach to the second sun in the background. Um Yeah, and it's like you got Neheb the worthy from the first Omniket set, and he was like just like he was like a cool guy. He was like a Minotaur deck. And then he got like completed basically. He got like killed and they like brought back by Nicobolus in like hour of devastation. Yeah, the Nicobolus version of completed. I think this card is so that's fucking hard. Holy yeah, shit. He's so cool. He's I'm so by, sick. I'm making that deck purely cuz that card that's the only commander side profile card I've seen that I've fucked with. That's hard as shit. Yeah. Oh, really? I think there's Dude, I love the Azusa this one. one is cool. I think some of them are cool, but that one is like beyond hard. 
Look Dude, at Dude, if you guy. want that, I got that. I cracked one. Yeah, if you want oh, it, I'll really? give it to you. That's yeah, that is, it is cool, but I it's funny. Know. Yeah, it looks so good. Or the the Tatiova one was pretty cool. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, that's anime vibes for sure. Yeah, I think they're I think it's a cool idea. It like really makes it like this is your yeah. commander. Like look how nice I they think are. they're really, really cool. There wasn't any art that really like grabbed me, I guess is what I mean. Um But that Neheb one is like pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the Neheb yeah, one. That's like cool. aggressively zombie. Um also solid uh Quick aside, solid toolbox commander. This feels like you could build it any way Mono Red wants to run, and you'll like make more yeah. than the dedicated it's just amount generic of mana. red. Yeah, deck. seems cool. Um, yeah, very very cool. Yep. He yep. You also got Rayonia Fire Dancers, pretty cool. Three red red for a three four. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create X tokens that are copies of another target creature you control, where X is one plus the number of other, oh, where X is one plus the number of instant and sorcery spells you've cast this turn. They gain haste, exile them at the beginning of your next instep. So it's like make a powerful creature with a good ETB or a good attack trigger, like an Inferno Titan, and then cast a bunch of instant and sorcery spells. Um, and just make a bunch of copies and then go crazy, or like just make a bunch of dockside copies and get a bunch of mana. And it's like pretty cool. It's in it's like one of those decks where it's like it's very powerful, but like finding the correct number of creatures to copy and instants and sorceries that's so tricky. So, like, you really need to be a good deck builder to make this work. Um, but it's a really cool text box. Um, and this is fringe CDH playable. Like, there's some builds with this because there's some stuff where it's like, it just, like there's not combos, but there's like some like not like infinite combos. I don't think, but there's like some like critical mass stuff where it's just like okay, you just like win from like just crazy yeah. Stuff happening. This feels like it would be the push that you would need if you didn't have everything right away. You know what I mean? Like if you made a bunch of Docksides or you made a bunch of Gilded Drakes and like took everybody's stuff or something like that. Um. And go from there. Something like that could be really cool. Um, yeah. Pr pretty sick. Um, we recently got this one. Slicer Hired Muscle. Have you played I against this card I haven't played yet, against Ryan? it. I've only heard the horror stories. Yeah. It's a menace. It's uh, Yeah, It's I've played against it. One, I played against it in the CDH tournament, and it was a nightmare. And then I played against it in a Thantis deck, and it was a nightmare. Because um, it comes down for three on turn three. Uh, so it's Slicer Hired Muscle, a five mana, three, four robot. It's one of the Transformers. Double Strike Haste. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you may have that player gain control of Slicer until in a turn. If you do untap Slicer, goad it, and it can't be sacrificed this turn. If you don't, can. Uh, if you don't convert it, which means you turn it upside down into a car, or you can cast it for the car for three for three mana. And then um it's so you cast it for three mana, and then it's first strike haste on turn three, first strike haste. So it's probably gonna get through. And then when it deals combat damage to a player, you convert it at the end of combat. So you on turn three, you cast this, sometimes turn one in CDH when you're just like Mana Crypt, Mountain, Slicer, go. 
and then it's got double strike and haste and you pass it around and it just if everyone just says okay we're all gonna throw it at this one player that player dies like it takes like especially when you soup it up with like equipment or like all kinds of stuff because it's double strike and it's a like it can be your commander so it's just 21 commander damage from this thing with double strike that can attack every single combat and then you just put like swords on it you put like hammer of nizan on it it can't be sacrificed like it's just inevitable it's like just such a crazy card yeah it's so fast it's a card yeah, so the... it should be fast i know i threw a lot of words at you but it's it's crazy that's how... yeah no the more yeah. that meets the eye crazy thing card. is fucked because that's like i like yeah. casual commander doesn't really like you could turbo it out and stuff if you wanted to but i don't know if it would be as big of a deal but cdh beyond viable beyond viable you Jewel Jewel Lotus, Jeweled into, Lotus this. into this, like, you know, land like, into Soul Rain with yeah. one of the Moxes into this, Mountain into like the ways that you can just cast this are so easy, and then that's mm-hmm. this is one thing that I think shows importance of turn order in CEDH versus casual. Turn order is important, yeah, for sure in casual, but like nowhere near to the point that it is in CEDH because if you're turn one player one and you turbo one this player four might not get a turn i didn't get a turn in two in two of my rounds i didn't get to play a land i didn't get to like draw a card for a turn i had my seven cards and nothing and the guy was like okay i'm playing a nala uh spell seeker on like turn one and uh, i was like oh well that's game i have i haven't played a land yet i can't i had a counter spell in hand i couldn't cast it that's that's so, yeah oh well. so it, it is insane obviously you know the more casual the table still kind of a menace but like oh it's a menace yeah. at any power levels yeah this thing is insane like you should just put this i i have one i need to put it in a deck just to try it because it's like i think it yeah. just goes in anything any red deck could probably should play this card because it just no absolutely absolutely the that's the one thing that's important though is the amount of time you have to have blockers up versus, you know what I mean? Like if you're turboing it turn one, no one's played even a land yet. It's much easier to take everything out mm-hmm. than if you have to play it on curve and everyone has a one, one and a two, two out. You know what I mean? It's still a menace at that point. It'll yeah. still bust up the table, but it's not going to end the game as fast. Um, but also just an absolute, imagine dying to a car, you sit down with your elf deck yeah, and you're like, I'm so excited to play this fantasy game with my. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you got Honda Civic. Hopefully baby. my mic got the Doppler effect of it, but you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. I, I heard it. And then there's one more commander that we got to talk about. If we're talking about mono red, it's Norin Dude, the Wary. What is this card? Super weird. It's very strange. I've never played against it. I've looked at the EDH rec page with it, and it's still weird. It's one red for a 2-1. So it's a nice Savannah Lions on curve. When a player plays a spell or a creature attacks, remove Dorn their wary from the game, returning to the battlefield into play under its owner's control at end of turn. So you can't kill it because whenever you target with the spell, it's exiled. And so it just like you do things with it entering the battlefield, I guess. It's like a lot of people do it as like a chaos deck, which is kind of annoying. Um, but I guess it's just like a. 
That's like a what Perforos I was like, thing, you could maybe make it a Perforos deck and then just because I mean, this is effectively a mono red blink deck. That's all it is. Yeah. But it's in mono red. So how what what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but people like it. Yeah, it's got a lot of playing decks, impact tremors, so. playing perforos makes sense. I guess it makes sense for spell. Looking at it now, it makes a little more sense. I don't know. If you pay, play that, you're doing those burn entry things. So you got Perforos, you got Warstorm Surge, you've got Impact Tremors, and then you're running Cantrips. So you're like, target creature gains trample, draw a card till end of turn. Mm-hmm. But it comes, oh, it back, comes at back at end of turn. Oh, it does. So, okay, yeah. Then never mind. It's only... yeah. But I mean, you could so still do that. That's, um, so once you get impact tremors out, that's like that's five damage a turn rotation, and then you get more of those out, and then you get some damage doublers out, and then you're also probably doing tokens and stuff like that. So, I mean, you could definitely do the burn. Yeah, the burn I guess it would be a weird red draw go deck almost, you know, because you'd have to get them to blink every turn. Yeah. Or if yeah, well, I mean, but it's whenever a player casts a spell or a creature attacks. Oh. So it's a player. That's so it's any player weird. or any creature attacks. So like no matter what, you're going to get the trigger and you can't kill it. So it's just always going to happen. That is weird. So he's always coming. He's always going away and he's always coming back. So maybe if you have some leave the battlefield triggers too, whenever something leaves the battlefield, something happens. Um, I'm going to send the out the call. If you got the deck, you got to post it in the comments. Yeah, let us know what Norin does because we're confused. He's on the list, we had so like it. it's got to do something. It's just so weird. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. His foil is twenty five dollars, so if you got a foil Norin, cash out, dude. That's crazy. Um, so this episode's running long, so let's kind of speed through our favorite red cards. What's your favorite? Um, I'm just gonna what's toss one of your it up. I didn't make right? a list. Uh, Stormkiln Artist is actually one of my favorites. I think for the spell slinging style, that's like exactly what I want to do. So, that's uh, that's one of my one of my tops. Three and a red for a two-two dwarf shaman. It gets plus one plus zero for each artifact you control, so it gets pretty big. And then whenever you cast or copy, that yeah. or copy is huge. An instant and sorcery spell, create a treasure token. It's a menace. It's, also, it's sweet. It's really good in Vayron because you make two treasures. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I like the ruffle and the goggles. That's a that's a he they of the day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh we got Loyal Apprentice. Um is one of my favorite cards. I think it's one of the strongest red cards in the whole format. I think it's like okay. top ten strongest red cards. This card's insane. One in a red for a two one with haste, but it doesn't matter, you're not attacking with it. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. That token gains haste until in a turn. So it just makes... It's like Bitter Blossom in red. It's making a 1-1... It's making a 1-1 flyer artifact creature every turn that can attack. It triggers artifact stuff. It triggers creature stuff. It's a flyer that can deal damage. You can put a sword on these things. It has haste to do whatever you need it to do if you need it to. It um the thopters are one one, so you can start skull clamping every turn. So it's good in any kind of sacrifice deck, any artifact deck, any token deck. 
So this thing goes in like so many red decks, and it cares about dealing damage to things. It just it's so good, so good for two mana. Good card. It's just crazy, and it's like twenty two yeah. cents. It's a good budget card. Anything too. with lieutenants slaps ass. Yeah, they go. Yeah, so all the lieutenants hard. are awesome. Oh, what's next, Ryan? What is a good red card? I don't know. I don't know. I hate red. No, I got. I'll I'll do it. it. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. What is it? Well, my second one is he he drawn detonator. Um, three, two, and a red for a two-three. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under control, it deals one damage to target opponent. So, a little bit of bookkeeping. You do have to choose an opponent. It's not just easy like Fireweaver, but you can tap and sacrifice two artifacts, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn, so it's card advantage. Um, it's um sacrificing artifacts to get stuff in your graveyard. You can do that for value. So you're like you're sacrificing stuff in your graveyard. You make copies with Ozgear, or you goblin welder them right back, or you know. So like, or in Boros Pia, the dopest deck of all time, this comes in with the Thopters. So it deals damage when the Thopters come in, and then you can sacrifice those. Th- so you tap with those Thopters, and then you uh, sacrifice the Thopters to exile the top card of your library, cast that spell, and make more Thopters. So it's just so good and a bunch of decks and it's a dollar. Oh, this card was like 80 cents. So I need to buy one because it's already going up in price. Also, the flavor text is from March of the Machine Commander. And the flavor text is complete this. And he's like checking <laughs> yeah. a grenade at a first. Yeah, scene, which is I like he's sweet. throwing a hedron at him. That shit does slap. I was going to say one of my other favorites yeah. is Goblin War Chieftain. Um, because it gives all your goblins haste and all your goblins cost one less, which is just so sick. <laughs> and it's been reprinted a bunch and it's just a, like a fairly common card. But I think uh, especially with red, you can get a couple cost reducers with artifacts and other stuff. But then you also top or throw this in there and it's just like you're paying nothing for your goblins. Yeah. What was the. It's a cool one. Just classic goblin card. It's old, too. It's from. Oh, Squ- that, like I, didn't, I didn't even know that. So it's yeah, like a classic. We love goblin a, ca- card. A, a classic gobbo. Ryan has big um, opinions about this next card. Don't do it. No. Fuck! Shit! Come on! Mizzik's Mastery is so sick. Three and a red for a sorcery. Exile target card that's an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it, and you may cast a copy uh, without paying its mana cost. Exile Mizzik's Mastery. It's like, okay, that's kind of whatever. But Get it's got Overload, here. which says for five red, 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 you may cast a spell for its overload cost. If you do, change its text by replacing all instants of target with each so it turns into exile each card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard for, and cast all of those. So you spend a whole game being a spell slinger, dirtling, drawing cards, burning stuff, taking extra turns, 
bouncing stuff to hand, making treasure tokens, drawing cards, being a menace, and then you pay eight mana, and then you get to do all <laughs> that again right now. And it takes like 20 minutes to do, and it's so sick. <laughs> it's so dope. This card is great. It's not like... Please know what you're doing when you cast a spell. I've gotten like decent at it. Like I could probably resolve this in like three to four minutes, but it's like a you gotta know what you're doing with this. You can't be like, okay, I guess I'll draw a card and uh and then t- take forever and read all what know what all your cards do before you put this in. I will say I've got two two opinions on this. One, this has probably made me the saltiest I've ever been in a game of magic and it was also the moment where i had to check myself and i was like it is nowhere near that fucking important dude tyler cast this and i was like great it's gonna take another fuck i was like i was i had had a really bad game and i was like this is gonna take 20 minutes i was so frustrated i think tyler did it and you probably did it in like six or seven minutes it was fine and the game ended like after you finished it i was like oh i was totally being a fucking i was being a fucking idiot i was like and yeah, I mean, if you have, like, Gutter Snipe or something, yeah. like, out with this, it's just like, well, I'm going to cast 10 spells, I'm going to deal 20 damage to the table, and it's probably already de- dealt, like, 20 damage to the table, so it's probably game. Once you get to this, it's just, this is the Crater Hoof yeah. for your Incident Sorcery deck. Yeah, no, um, and I, that's the thing, is I think it's a really sick card. I've definitely grown to not hate it as much. I uh, I think the biggest thing is what you said. You know, you just kind of need to know what you're doing because it's not as easy as a crater hoof. You can play crater hoof and just tap, and the game is pretty much over. With this, there is some sequencing that you need to do, and I think you should give yourself Stuff. more credit because you yeah. will play a whole game and then play this card, and you do have it done within like three or four minutes, which is like pretty crazy for how much shit you'll play in a turn. Um, that's the one thing. I think this is a sick card. The one thing is just know that like if you don't if it's the first time you're playing, maybe just like let people know. Just be like, "Hey, I've never actually resolved this before. Just like I'm going to tank for a second. Um but other than that, yeah, it is it is a good card and Tyler has gotten me to go from hating it absolutely to infinity to really not giving much of a shit about it. So, <laughs> I have I have a lot of respect for how just well kind of, you've yeah. gotten it playing it. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. I got this card for free too. I was in my hometown. I went to my hometown LGS, which I I had like never done that before. I wasn't playing magic when I lived in my hometown. So I went home and I played with some random people and they were super cool. And they bought a guy bought us all like set boosters nice. and I pulled this. So that's so cute. Got some, some I love that. With the card shout out well. um the the random homie um, that will buy you yeah, packs shout out that guy. the the LGS. Those those people are yeah, that's that's a special are kind cool. of person. So What's another regular? I was going to say like, in all honesty, I'm going to throw out probably one more and that's going to be Shirk Prospector just cuz I think it's fun. It is just fully thematic goblins. It's like you got you make a bunch of goblins. What do you do with them? I don't know. Throw them, throw them behind you, and start making mana. You know what I mean? Um, and it's fun because it's just like 
Yeah. You can make a little bit of mana and just kind of get you the way you need to go. Or you can give Krinko the staff of domination and put all the goblins in the mine. And what happens? The mines make more goblins. I don't know scientifically how it happens, but you start chiseling the walls of the mines and goblins fall out of the walls. So... <laughs> But I think it's fun. It's just a goofy card. There's not a lot of cards, especially in red or any color, that are like just sack a thing and add just a mana. You know, one for one so easily without it being conditional. And uh, the fact that he's just a prospector is such a good word. He's just a miner. Like, yeah. 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 I think it's great. I love it. (laughs) He's goofy. Um, my last one is um, Comet Storm. X red red. It's got multi kicker X. Uh, multi kicker one. You may pay an additional one any number of times as you cast the spell. Choose any target, then choose another target for each time the spell was kicked. It deals X damage to each of them. So it's kind of like it's like just like a big red X spell. Um, but it's tuned the right way that you it's not just you're you're spending six mana and you can spread six mana damage around to all the targets you can spend five mana so x equals five and then kick it to three so you spend 10 mana and then you deal five damage to three targets you know what i mean so like it's just a little bit more efficient um of a way to like do this big red X spell. Um, and it's just a decent way to finish a game if you get a bunch of red mana. So, like, you mana geyser into this. You're going to deal 10 damage to each opponent or something like that. Um, so, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's kind of like a Torment of Hailfire for red. Just, like, a big... Make a bunch of mana. Dump it into Comet Storm. Yeah. And just this, oh, that's sick. People. And also, if, you, if, we, if we wanted to kind of, like tie everything from the episode in together you put underworld breach on the field say you're able to loop jessica's will like three or four times cast a mana geyser cast another yeah. mana geyser or loop mana geyser yeah damn dude you could you it seems like you could really make a mono red spell slinger deck i've never thought about that i've always we're close we're close. I mean, like you have, yeah, you have Ryonia. She's mono red. You have all the burn guys. You also have that new yeah, god red from one. Lost Caverns. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I was going through EDHX top staples for mono red, and one thing I wanted to point out is that the top commanders in the top like twenty cards or so are all burn doublers. There's Orger, um, the Deepest Might, there's Torbrand, yeah. and then there's Solifem, which are all damage doublers. So just like generically what people are building is that damage doubler, whether or not it's in the command zone or not. And then just for reference, the only other commander that was in the top maybe like 50 or, or like 40 or 50 or so was Bergy. Um, which Bergy's a sick card. Oh, Bergy is that's a good um I mean yeah, yeah. that's a good um mono red spell singer deck because it just get mana back. Or this guy because it turns all your 
non-combat damage if it would be less than his power it becomes equal to his power which is crazy so it's like you deal in the festivities does one to each opponent now it's yep. four to each opponent shock stealing four bolt stealing like um, it makes bolt better you know what I mean um, and the cool thing too is when these gods yeah. die they turn into a land which I think for mono red really helps because there's not a lot of ramp options for mono there's no ramp options for mono red outside of you know doing mana rocks so um, having a creature who dies and turns into a land and then can also become itself again is pretty hype Yeah. There's also this card, which is really good. Yeah, Urabrask, I think. Whenever you cast an instant source spell, it deals damage to target opponent and add a red. So it's like a it's the wing con and the payoff because it's dealing damage, you know, and then Blashy. <laughs> it transforms. Deals three damage to target opponent and each creature they control. Create three treasure tokens until in a turn you may cast an instrument of sorcery spells from any graveyard. So it's got. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. It's got like a oh sick underworld breach kind of thing nice. baked into it, which is kind of cool. So that's definitely a deck. So I think mono red. I was gonna say that's is. I think it all yeah with Urbrask absolutely because you can just cantrip your way to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To victory, yeah. So that's kind of a yeah. cool deck, maybe. Oh, I mean, so build free, so I'll probably I might try and do it. That sounds fun. This has got me to build more mono red decks than just my goblin nice. deck. Yeah, red's really cool because it's just so intense and fast, and like you're just all in. You're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing the red thing. It's like a blue is like I'm sitting here and I have a counter spell. Should I counter this spell? Um, I don't know. Maybe I guess I'll counter it, and then I'll make a yeah Drake or something. You know, it's like yeah, it, yeah. It all depends on what you're doing, but with red, you don't really have any other option than to snowball. It's like everyone else. So all the colors are sitting yes. on a hill, and red, <laughs> without even hearing the horn to start, tucks its head between its knees and just goes and just starts rolling down the hill, and everyone else is like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me go around that hill and back? You don't want to see me do it again. You want to see me do it again? <laughs> I think yeah. Well, Ryan, do you have anything else to I say about so. red? I think we've said we call it? literally everything you could say about red. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. This is a yeah. long one. So thank, thank you, you for if listening. you made it this far. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. To us talk about Rana Red for two hours, apparently. But red's a cool color, so it. thanks for listening. Um, and you can find us at um, <laughs> yeah at Commander Paradise on Twitter, and uh, Commander Paradise or at Command Paradise on Twitter. And I think it's Commander Paradise on TikTok. We're doing daily TikToks and stuff. We're almost at a thousand followers. Yeah. We're doing a giveaway once yeah, we hit a thousand so followers on there. Hop it, we're so hop close. in there, we and we're like doing. Followers. We're probably gonna do a little uh, what box or not a box giveaway but a a bundle giveaway yeah we were talking about doing a, a bundle. bundle so yeah we got an um, excellent bundle your name, your name is on, on the bundle so make sure you follow um 
yeah, but give us a smack, give us a follow. We be shit posting on Twitter a lot more now because that is what Twitter seems to like. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, apparently, yeah, just yeah, hanging out. So. Also, like we've been saying the whole episode, send us your deck lists. Uh, give us a follow on Moxfield. We're trying to share all of our decks on there. Um, if you want to stream games, hit us up. Let us know. Um, I'm pretty much off every day by like. 6 or 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, so I'm always down to shred a game. I think Tyler's in the same boat. And, uh, yeah, sick. We're getting close to a 1,000 followers on TikTok. We're hitting a lot of stuff, so give us a follow. Look out for that giveaway, and uh, if you're going to Chicago, let us know, because we're going to be there. We bought our tickets, yeah. So um, come, come get games in. We're trying to just vibe out the whole time. So, yeah, we're just gonna hang. Yeah, we applied. We're not to be creators. creators. We didn't get it, but maybe <laughs> next time. It's fine. We're still. We, yeah. we don't talk we're enough about magic. Enough, I guess. No, but you but, know, no, it's, it's uh it's exciting. It's gonna be yeah. Someday we're gonna get there. One day. And one it's day. yeah, it's gonna be a fucking yeah, no, good time blast, either way. Right. And also, just shouts out to everyone that is going. I think uh, it seems like everyone's going. So, yeah. So very hype. Sick, dudes. Yeah. And uh, dudettes, thank you for everyone who listens. I love you each. I'm giving you a little kiss on the forehead. Mwah. And uh, good night. Yay.